You're listening to Local Government Insights, a podcast for state and local governments. If you're looking to optimize operations, improve services for your constituents, and maximize revenue without raising taxes, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Local Government Insights podcast, Modernizing Government Leadership, your source and insight for local government technology. My name is Brendan Middleton, and I'll be your host and moderator today, and we'll be speaking with Sharon Matthews about bridging the gap in women in leadership in 2021. So as I mentioned, joining us today is Sharon Matthews, Avenue's Vice Chairwoman. Sharon has held extensive leadership positions in her career, including being president and CEO for Elinks for nine years. And in 2019, she was selected as top 100 women of influence by the Silicon Valley Business Journal. Um, with a wealth of leadership experience in both for-profit and not-for-profit organizations and insight that Sharon brings, we'll be discussing how to bridge the gap and increase the roles of women in leadership positions. Really excited about this topic. Welcome, Sharon. Thanks for being here. Oh, it's a real pleasure to be with you, Brennan. You know, I, I consider myself very lucky. I've had a career that's taken me all around the world, work with some fantastic people. It's, um, it's a pleasure to share a little bit of it with you. Wonderful. Well, one of the first questions I have for you today is kind of about your journey. Um, you know, your journey obviously includes a very successful career with many major milestones. Um, to kind of set the stage for our conversation, what has your experience been as a woman holding various leadership roles? Well, I guess my experience is that both men and women bring all kinds of things to the workplace. They bring really good and really bad things along with themselves. And it's the same for both. They bring their experience, they bring their expertise, they bring their history and perspective and alliances and allegiances. And they also bring their biases and attitudes and issues, right? <laughs> um, right. And, and the interesting thing is, in addition to, to their differences as individuals, which you almost have to respect, there are also, however, differences in style. And that's one of the things that gives us the potential for organizational and personal benefit um, when you have a diverse environment. Wonderful. So in working in such diverse environments, you know, in one of our pre-show kind of uh, interviews that we had talked through, um, you had mentioned people, you know, who have worked for you are, are very devoted. In fact, like one of your former team members mentioned to us, you know, said that they will walk over hot coals for you. That's impressive. It's amazing to me that someone would say that about someone that would be leading them throughout their career. Could you share your leadership style and how you have created that type of culture with teams that, uh, you know, allows them to have such devotion? Well, what a, what a wonderful thing for them to say. Um, if they'd walk over hot coals for me, I think it's because they know that I would do the same for them. It's my firm belief that leaders should, and the best ones do, put in place the strongest, most capable people they can find and develop. I try and have throughout my career uh, to find the strongest people I can, people that are stronger than I am, at least in their primary disciplines. Now, you've got to remember, for most of my career, I was clearly not only a woman, but I was actually younger than most of my management team, so that became very important. Um, my advice to senior executives is don't be wary of people who are more experienced or knowledgeable than you are. 
Um, and the bigger the organization gets, the more important that becomes. And when you have people who know more than you do, have more experience and are stronger, with that kind of advice, for goodness sake, listen to them. Mm. If you've hired the best, do all you can to give them your best and integrate them as a team. That means they can give their best. You give them shared goals and, and recognized organizational performance that they can share. But you also acknowledge, recognize, and celebrate their individual capabilities and performance. Make room for their individuality. Your job, I think, as a leader is to make sure everyone's moving in the same direction. You know, alone, you can't do it all, but together you can. And that is probably the hardest lesson for people moving into management for the first time, whether they're men or women, because you're promoted for your personal performance. Now you're being asked to enhance the performance of others. And there are some folks who struggle with that badly and it's not hard to imagine why. So take the time to invest in your folks and then lead them. And when the time comes, if there's still disagreement and they're not all moving in the same direction, you have to have the courage to decide. You are, after all, the leader. Make a decision. I prefer to explain it to them, and in most cases, why you made it, and then move on. I believe that's how you get respect. Teamwork, respect for individuals, and then having the courage to make a decision and get on with it. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I can draw upon that a little bit in my own career, just moving from individual contributor to sort of leader of a department, so to speak. There's a level of self-awareness that you have to have about decision-making and making sure that you're not the focal point all the time. And it's it's really about the team. And you have to be self-aware in times when you are getting to the point where you are making decisions without incorporating others or listening to what their feedback is. So I've learned a lot in my career in that realm. And that's great advice, Sharon. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I'd like to turn a little bit to, to the numbers uh, and, and talk a little bit about kind of a recent study by the U.S. Census Bureau um, that said women make up uh, 58% of the civilian workforce. Yet if you look at the Fortune 500, there are only 38 female CEOs, which is well below that 58% number at around 7%, 7.6 actually. So women in both the tech field and public fare a little bit better at 24%. And in 2021, are you surprised to hear these figures? Can you talk about what that, what that means to you? Well, let, let me go back a little bit in a story for you. Uh, in 1999, when the first of two serious tech collapses happened around the world, my chair and I were taking a company public on the Australian exchange. Oh. We literally were showing it as the exchange was dropping precipitously. Wow. Um, we withdrew the offering, but I would have been the only woman CEO in the Australian equivalent of the Fortune 500 at the time. So maybe 7.6% is some progress, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I guess I'm, I'm more disappointed. Um, yeah. As you probably gather from my prior comments, my interest is, put, is in putting the very best people in place, whether they be men, women, irrespective of their gender, ethnicity, or orientation. Put the best in place you've got. 
because that respects the organization and it respects the people in the, the group around them and the team around them. Um, and to me, having so few women in leadership positions means you're leaving all that experience and talent behind. Um, it, it, it's a missed business opportunity. What a waste. Yeah. Um, you know, it might it might be different if we were all building brick walls and needed to be able to, you know, bench press 250 pounds. I certainly yeah. can't do that. Um, but given this is mostly an intellectual and and moral responsibility, right. um, brains don't come in either sex or any orientation, right? So Correct. to be, to be clear, um, it's my belief that the best organisations, the most sustainable organisations, reflect as diverse a grouping as possible. So, you know, what, what happens with that? I happen to think that all female management teams are equally as weak as all male ones. It's the breadth of views and approaches that brings out the best performance. So powerful. And and this conversation is really about it's equality. And you've mentioned it a couple times. I'd like to dive in there just a little bit deeper. I'd like to hear your perspective. Um, what does equality truly mean to you? And how does that fit into the work workplace today? Goodness. Um, equality to me means equal opportunity to both succeed and to fail for everyone on their own merits equally, mm -hmm. regardless. Um, I guess my theory is something like this. It, it will have real equality when the minorities in a role can be equally as competent or frankly incompetent as the majorities in that role. Getting there is going to be difficult, you know. Um, when you raise one group up relative to another, you always run the risk of being perceived, it's being perceived as bias. And it can be really hard for someone who's perceived as benefiting from that bias, particularly if they're more than legitimately in the role. Um, if I can go back to a, to a personal story again, very early in my career, I was doing market research for an industrial business. Um, and the staff officers were in the front of the factory and I'd been in the role all of three months. I was I was the new kid. And we had an all hands meeting in the cafeteria. And at the time, this very young woman on staff, I was the only woman in a group of 186 people. Wow. When I entered the room, the entire group stood. Wow. And you could you could you know, you could say it's a mark of respect but it sure didn't feel like it. And I was mortified. I, to this day, I blush thinking about it. It mm. was clearly a, a level of resentment because they thought I'd taken a man's job and I thought I was there legitimately. You know, mm. those things can be very difficult. So it, it's hard to raise people up and it's hard to provide opportunities. Um, so I, 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 wanna, I wanna be part of organizations that encourage and reward the best and the brightest, the most committed, the most ethical employees, but yeah. always measure and provide opportunities on as equal a merit or base as possible. Fantastic. Well, we've talked about equality and, you know, workplace equality, regardless of gender, race, and or any other orientation. But let's talk a little bit about the perspectives and qualities that women bring. And I'd love to hear your perspective on like, what are the unique qualities um, that you believe women bring to leadership positions and how 
how do those qualities help benefit uh, organizations? Well, I think men and women approach their careers differently. And, and as you said, bring different things. Mm -hmm. Men tend to be more confident of their own talent, more willing to perceive themselves as ready for a role now. But women with the same experience in education tend to believe they're not yet ready and mm. they need more experience first. And mm. as a result, men tend to leverage their potential to, to learn to take on new opportunities more easily than women do. Um, by contrast, a woman will tend to wait until she's been trained for a new, new opportunity and, and to take it on. Well, there's kind of a catch-22 there, right? If you mm. can't have done the role, you can't have experienced, you can't be good at doing it yet, so how do you get ready? Um, I certainly had the experience several times in my career where I've tried to give a woman who was absolutely as ready as the men who were applying for a role, give her an opportunity to step up too. And I've had women tell me they weren't ready and I had to, and in, and in one case I wasn't successful, pull them up by the collars and say, yes, you are, we'll help you. The rest of the men in the team will help you. Get on in here, here is an opportunity, you know. Um, it, whereas men tend to seek out and apply and therefore ultimately get more leadership positions based on their potential than right. women. You know, um, that's, again, it's a missed opportunity, you know. Right. So we talked about perspectives and qualities and we touched on the, the realness of where the numbers sit today and how they are trending somewhat in the right direction, as you mentioned, one of you know the first and only potentially in the Australia Fortune 500, and we're at 7% today. Um, I'm interested in understanding what factors do you think, like just more about the market in general, what factors do you think have led to this slow shift, as slow as it has been, however, like what factors do you think have led to that? Well, every time there's a, a market downturn, whatever a minority is, it makes, there are disproportionate, there's disproportionate hurt to that minority. We've certainly yeah. seen it during COVID. Um, we saw it during the 2007, 2008 and following financial crisis. We saw it in the two tech downturns of 99 and 2002. Um, so every, you know, two steps forward and one step back. Yeah. And um, that's economics, right? Yeah. So uh, I don't know what you can do about it, except be aware of it and just keep plugging away and going after fixing it. Got it. Okay. Well, as we sort of transition into the latter, latter part of this conversation, Sharon, I'd, I'd love to just turn to suggestions and takeaways and advice for those that are listening here, um, the listeners to the show. Like, what suggestions do you have for organizations who are striving to have this more diverse, diverse workforce that we're talking about today? Well, it's a good question and it clearly depends on the organization. And I have to say, I think most organizations are genuinely trying to get this right, but there are no switches. There's no magic. You can't flip a button and do it. You got to just start. You got to do the work. You've got to open the opportunities and encourage differences in style and view and background and ideas. And, and the hardest thing for managers and executives is sometimes that'll be uncomfortable for you. Sometimes you're going to find yourself raising somebody up that isn't as natural a fit with your style. Well, 
you know, take the Nike approach, just do it just do because it. your business will be stronger and more sustainable. And that's all I can say. You just have to start, right? You right. just have to start. It's worth it. Learn, learn be open-minded, begin somewhere brick by brick and you'll look back one day, five years later, and you've made a complete culture shift within your organization if you just begin today. Well, it's probably going to um, take longer than five years, but sure. yes. Yeah, yeah. But you'll get the business performance for it. I mean, it's right. the right thing to do, full yeah. stop. But that's not the best reason for a CEO to do it because your responsibility is to, to the performance of the business as well, right? Sure. And there's a lot of evidence that the best organizations, the most sustainable, have done this well. Wonderful. So advice for the women now, Sharon. So we talked about the organizations. How do they, what suggestions do they you know, take to get started if they haven't already begun that process? More importantly for me, like what, what is your advice to, to women to bridge this confidence gap? Wow. Well, have courage, have confidence, take a risk, you know, mm. look for a mentor and ask for help. Um, I've been lucky to have some extraordinary mentors in my life men and women, um, one of my favorites, and I won't say who it is because very, very well-known man in, in high tech, came and said to me, I want to mentor you. So I was wow. very lucky. Um, mentors can make a huge difference, give you advice, give you support, and if they care about you, they'll tell you when it's wrong as well, and that's a good thing. I also say to women, get the education by all means but don't use it as an excuse to always wait. Don't hide in your education. Use it as a lever to benefit what you can do. And for both male and female leaders from first line management up, reach out, reach down. You've benefited from growing yourself in the business. Throw down a ladder and lift people you perceive, lift people up that you perceive have the highest potential. That's my, that, that's my rule. Fantastic. Well, I couldn't help but round out the conversation with this last question I have for you. Um, I understand there's a certain mantra you've used throughout your, your career. Could you share it with us? Well, I can. Um, knowing that diversity in team, you heard me say, you know, teams, teams, diversity. I, and I have a, it, it's clearly a strong element of my philosophy. Yeah. Um, that's really because I, in my soul, want to create a sustainable organization. I always want an organization to be stronger when I leave it. Right. And for the next group who takes it over, they build on what I've done, right? That's better for everybody. So there's a, a wonderful old African proverb um, that I have believed in all my life. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Wow. Powerful powerful stuff in this every uh, busy day environment that we all experience. Um, well, Sharon, I can't thank you enough for doing this. This has been an incredible conversation, lots and lots of insight for not only our listeners, but anybody that comes across this topic in general. I'm, I'm very appreciative of your time, sharing your thoughts with us. Um, and for our audience, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Local Government Insights podcast, Modernizing Government Leadership. Please take a moment to subscribe to the show and rate the podcast. Um, and we look forward to having you join us next time. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Local Government Insights, Modernizing Government Leadership. 
To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.